Well, hello there and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts in the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and today on this edition of The Conversation, I'm chatting with Marcus Moore, Senior Transportation Planner and Transportation and Demand Management Liaison with Fairfax County's Department of Transportation. We're going to discuss DOT's Ride Your Way campaign. That's an initiative that encourages commuters to use public transportation alternatives in partnership with their employers. Marcus, thanks for being on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Partnerships with commuters and employers, ride your way. Give me the elevator pitch. Absolutely. So so ultimately what we do is we work with different businesses in the area to implement transportation programs. So those can be um, anything that fit the the site. So it can be obviously telework is, is one of the larger ones that we do. We also help to implement uh, transit benefits, which allow um, the staff at those locations to identify different ways that they can ride the, you know, whether they ride the rail or the bus, which is also used through using transit uh, incentives of things of that nature, which we promote. So we have a program in which we provide incentives on the smart trip cars, which are used to ride the bus and the rail in the area. So we promote a number of different strategies, but Ultimately, what we do is we tailor fit those to the needs of that site. So if they're near metro stations, if they're near um, biking paths, we we tailor that program based on the you know the implementation that we do there, and we help them to create a package that helps to best serve their staff and getting the work easier. Right. Um, secondarily, we work with different commuters to to tailor a specific individual trip for themselves. So if somebody is looking for a way to get from their residence to their place of employment, we we kind of give them all the different strategies that are available so much as to create their own personal itinerary. So we mm-hmm. do work with the businesses all the way down to the commuters. Okay. So two two parts of your program, if you will, the employer and the commuter itself. Absolutely. So it's, it's almost like a top-down, bottom-up approach oh. um, with, the, with the intent of eliminating as much as we can the amount of traffic that we deal with in the area, which is a, a big deal for okay. our area. Good so, luck with that, right? <laughs> yeah, we combat that. Absolutely. We try to combat that in any way we, we can we can to provide a resource and just an understanding of what's out there. I think uh, people are accustomed to what they do on a day-to-day basis. So our, our job is to kind of get in there and provide some more context mm. to what options are out there and kind of, you know, help people figure out a better option. Right. Now, I know when I grew up um, in North Carolina, the public transportation system was not very advanced. Mm-hmm. So it was not, at least my thought, um, initially to – take a bus and we didn't have rail or anything of that kind of nature. So I'm kind of of the mindset. I don't think public transportation first. I think of my car. Mm -hmm. Is that the kind of, I'm going to use my air quote, stigma or feeling that you run into? Absolutely. That's, that's actually one of the things that in particular in Fairfax, I mean, we, we've grown a great deal over the years. Again, I've been with the department for about coming up on 19 years and things have significantly changed as far as the infrastructure and the the services in the area. So when you compare it to a place of uh, where things are a little bit more structured, such as like a New York or DC, right? the mindset of the commuters is significantly different. Whereas in Fairfax, things are a little bit more. Um, no, we're so spread out. We're so more spread. Yeah. So people are more reliant on their vehicles. And then we do a lot of work in the department to provide uh, a lot of infrastructure when it comes to the roads and, and the maintenance of different things like that. So there is a challenge for us in particular. When I say us, I'm talking about our, our, our TDM staff and our outreach staff yeah, to TDM is transportation demand management. My apologies. Yeah. So, 
it's 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 a task for us to change the the culture and the mindset of mm-hmm. the initial thing, which is to get into your car. And what we try to do is tell people that it doesn't require you to do a change, which is a five day. You know, it may be you know carpooling or van pooling two days a week mm-hmm. where your schedule allows versus taking your car every single day. Because if you think about it, as a commuter yourself, all the wear and tear that goes into your vehicle, whether it's the, the tires or the oil right, changes and right. all those different things, in addition to all the traffic that you face behind your wheel. Right. So, you know, just looking at different options and figuring out if there's some cost savings, each conversation is different. So having a conversation with one individual, it might be the time that they save in getting back, you know, to, to the home, you know, to their home to be with their families a little bit quicker versus getting stuck in traffic, mm-hmm. driving alone. You know, you have the express lanes that are out there. So that allows for people yeah, to kind of cost a whole lot. Too. Yeah, it costs a little bit. But if you if you if you car share, that's a free ride there. Anything oh, okay. above three uh, or more riders, you can get you can ride there for free. OK, so these are the type of details that not everyone is aware of that. You mm-hmm. know, we're tasked with sharing um, on a day to day basis as we work with different clients, uh, you know, along the way in Fairfax. So we've got two sides of the coin here, two sides of the program, employers and residents or riders. Where would you like to start in our discussion? Oh, we can start with the employers, as that's okay. the, the most the, the most uh, impactful, okay. uh, I guess, portion of our program is the okay. employer side. All right. What do you want folks to know that are maybe employers that happen to listen to this? What What do you want them to know about your program and what you offer? Well, I think one of the key things that we stress when it comes to dealing with employers is um, the demands have changed over the years. I, I think uh, one of the things that we used to talk about years and years ago was was the, the benefits of telework. Now, through an unfortunate situation of, you know, COVID, people have had to change their mindset over how they can be productive as an organization um, where people are not necessarily on site. Again, like I said, that was that was such a, a terrible scenario that we had to go through. But what, you know, as far as what we do in transportation, something positive that came sure. from that is that people can see that, hey, I can look at my staff and identify ways to show that they're being productive, even if they're not physically in the building. So when we're talking about our programs as a whole and the packages that we create, we just want them to see that these are for our area and the traffic that we face in this area. These are these are benefits as well. In addition to your your medical and your dental, they might not compare, you know, to your salaries and things of that nature. But, you know, we just like to let them know that these are things that help them recruit and retain staff. So if I'm a a high level uh, individual that you're trying to bring into your organization and I have, you know, two deals on the table to say, hey, these are similar in salary. And then you you offered me to say, hey, well, in addition to your salary, I can provide you, you know, the opportunity to telework so that you have a work life balance. We'll give you a transit subsidy. We also have uh, showers and lockers so that if you want to bike in, you can, you know, you can, you know, come on board and you can take a shower and get yourself fresh and back up and, and get ready for your day for work. These are different things that kind of tip the scale. So we try to show them the benefits of that and how it's, it's important to promote those programs. And then you're also creating a culture of giving people different flexibilities and options for their, you know, their, their choice of work. All right. So you can actually tailor a program for the company and, and what they maybe have to offer their employees. Correct. And then we, we've had the tendency to kind of have those individual conversations to see if there's any specifics at that location that they feel like is important. I, I mean, there's been a number of different strategies that we've done that are uniquely tailored for that organization where they say, Hey, our people are big on biking. So we've tried to go out of our mm-hmm. way to, kind of put a focus on that and, and figure out different ways to highlight and promote the biking options in the area. So it, it really is a, a, a different conversation for each scenario, but mm-hmm. ultimately it gets into the point where when we're having competitive companies see that, hey, you work with, you know, you know one of our right, competitors right. and they're doing all these different things and we're giving them recognition. Hey, what can we do? So it kind of prompts the next conversation. You mentioned biking. Um, 
is, is that an easier sell now than it has when you first started with DOT? Uh, I would say it's definitely easier. But biking, biking, what I've what I've noticed about that is is it kind of it has its own kind of you know gravitational pull. People that are interested in biking are very hardcore, oh, yeah, so yeah. they love biking. They love the fact that they have the you know the health benefit to it, and they're very very knowledgeable about the different resources in the area. So that one ends up being a sale that doesn't really um, you know. Require ends up being sell. too much complicated for right, us, yeah, because right. people are very knowledgeable. They just want to figure out how to do it safely, and they want to know if there's different ways that we can kind of supplement, you know, their knowledge already and provide them with other resources to kind of help them. Whether it be um, the changes that have taken place on our transit service, where now you can, you know, you can put your bike on the front right, of the bus, right. whereas I, at one point that wasn't an option, or right. you know, where you can now take your 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 bike on the on the metro rail and things of that nature. So those right. changes have been right. things that have taken place over the years that have made it a little bit easier for people that may need to take, you know, a first leg of a bus to get to a certain point and they're willing to bike for the remaining. I think the gotcha. first and last mile is one of the th- the terms that we use mm-hmm. for people that are taking transit options um, or different commute options to, to let them know right. that these are different secondary things they can do. Other than the possible recruiting benefits of being able to have a package tailored to future employees or current employees, are there any tax benefits, financial benefits? I mean, Businesses are always looking at the bottom line. Correct. What is what does your program mean to the bottom line for for an employer? Um, particularly in regards to tax benefits, there are tax benefits that are tied to transit subsidies. So uh, I'll tell you a funny story. So when I, when I first started doing outreach uh, in my early years, I would go into different businesses, and there's a uh, there's a number of different ways you can do your transit subsidies, mm-hmm. which is again used for transit um, use, whether it be bus or rail, and secondarily you can tie it into um, van pooling as well. And then for the areas that apply, such as like D.C., there's um, transit benefits can be used for parking structures. So uh, one of the things that I ran into as an early, uh, you know, outreach person doing TDM is I would try to convince businesses to do direct subsidies, which requires them to give a transit benefit amount in addition to the salary. So that's me basically saying there's an IRS allowable limit that tells you how much you can give your staff on a monthly basis to to help them to commute to work. Mm. And I got turned down quite often. And said, you're, so you're asking me to give the salaries and to pay for them to get to work. And right. I was like, yeah, you know, trying to give them this big sales pitch. But what I found is that in doing a little bit more research and kind of identifying what would be the best way to approach that situation, I would I would start to change my approach and start to ask them to do a pre-tax. So in the pre-tax format, it allows that individual to take that funding, the same amount of funding on a monthly basis and use it to put it on a smart trip card or whatever the the method is to to use those same modes, but it doesn't cost the company anything to give it to them. But there's a pre-tax benefit okay. for each staff member that signs up at that company's account. Uh, and I started uh, to see, you know, so many more people take right, advantage of it. But, th- right. you know, to say that at the same time, there are companies that are gracious enough to give a direct subsidy as well. So right. it just kind of depends on that, you know, the culture of that company and what they value as far as different things that they want to offer to their staff. And again, that goes back to my original point. Is when you have those that candidate and they're looking at both of those right, offers right. and they're weighing those two those right. two different things as far as what they can get, yeah, you know, absolutely. for their their option to choose. So, yeah. good deal. So yeah, there's absolutely a tax benefit in in that way. Okay, we're on the County Conversation podcast and we're talking with Marcus Moore. He's senior transportation planner and transportation and demand management liaison with Fairfax County's Department of Transportation. We're talking about the Ride Your Way program and we've kind of. Talked about the employer side of the house, if you will. So let's let's talk about the riders, the residents. Um, 
initially, what would you say overall is a, a benefit for someone listening right now that's not a business, that they're an individual, they have a job, and they want to try to figure out how to use public transportation to get to work? What would you what would you what's your sales pitch? Okay. So for, for the, the commuter, it just comes down to your situation. I, I've had so many different conversations with mm. different individuals and, right. and and the motivation is different in every conversation. Right. Again, like I said, so I myself, you know, took advantage of some of these options. You know, I carpooled for, you know, the time with my county. Again, like I said, I've been here for about 19 years. I carpooled for about 15 of those years. Wow. Um, luckily, I carpooled in a situation that was ideal for my scenario as I had a family member that worked with me, in particular my wife, that we both worked at the same facility. So it was so much easier to, oh, yeah. to just Absolutely. share that ride. But when you're talking to commuters, it varies. So it might be the financial savings. It might be that they can save a little bit more money on their commute of getting that transit benefit from an employer where they don't have to pay for that commute uh, on a monthly basis out of their pocket. It could be a situation where they may find the value in sitting on the bus and taking out their laptop and catching up on work oh, prior right. to getting to the facility. Right. So it's the time savings. It may be a situation of just inconvenience. Like I'm sitting in my car, I'm, I'm behind the wheel, I'm stuck in traffic. It's bumper to bumper, I'm stressed <laughs> out. You know, it might just be the mental clarity of being able to, to relax and take a nap in a van pool or on, a, on the transit bus or on the train as you ride into work. I mean, some, something that's so small yeah. that you don't ultimately think about, right. that extra 20 minutes of a nap might be something that makes your day go completely different. Yeah. So um, I think that's that's where it, it's important for us to share that benefit. And then secondarily, how do you do so? So that's the first question that we tend to run into is how do I get from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. Or we hear, you know, something that I always hear is nobody lives near me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know. I'm sure a lot of people do. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, as hard as that is to believe, we can actually kind of help you to do so. One of the things that we offer is um, information about tailored commute. So we can help hmm. you identify uh, how to get from point A by B through different uh, websites or different apps that are out there that tells you like this bus takes you at this point and you depart here at this time and you arrive at this time. So there's trip planners out there that people are not aware of. Um, one of the other services that we also offer to the employer that actually benefits the commuter on finding out different options is we do uh, GIS mapping mm-hmm. where we will go to an employer site and we get the addresses of all the different um, staff that work there. And, and, and we create this map that we provide and share when we do our educational mm-hmm. outreach. And there's a dot for every individual that's on there so people can physically see, OK, this is my dot. I live in Stafford. And it turns out there's 12 other dots around me that all work in the same facility. So we can say, oh, who knew? to your question, <laughs> there are people that live near you. Right. And from there, we would actually get those 12 people together and say, hey, if, you know, your times kind of, you know, kind of work together and, you know, you guys are willing to make an adjustment, we can put you guys in a, in a van pool, which would take 12 vehicles off the road and cut it down to one. Hmm. And then those individuals are able to then hop on the express lanes, which is getting them to work faster. And if they're getting transit incentives, that's taking, you know, funding that they will be ultimately coming out of their pocket to put gas in their car to get the tires changed, to get uh-huh. the oil changes. So it's a financial benefit. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of flexibility. There's a lot of different things that we can do. Ultimately, it doesn't fit for every single individual. Some people have to drive. They may need their cars to run errands or whatever it may be after work or they have to pick up the children. So if anything, if we try to help those individuals that can be flexible. Even if it's two days a week, you know, some people mm. it's five days a week. So it's, every situation is kind of unique. So it's not an all in or nothing situation. Correct. You can, you can do it on a scaling basis depending Correct. on your your situation, if you will. Yeah. And that's what we like to stress to people because I think people feel as though, well, I don't want my schedule to get conflicted. Yeah. You know, one yeah. week you may be able to telework or you may be able to do some of these modes and other week you can't. So 
It doesn't have to be all in thing. Um, I think this is a good point to give us uh, resources, a telephone number, website, email address. If anybody has any questions, you were talking about trying to work with our listeners to, you know, tailor a plan that works for them. How would they reach out? Absolutely. So you can find us on on the web page at www.fairfaxcounty.gov backslash transportation. Um, we have a regional ride matching staff that is on board with us, and you can reach that individual at 703-877-5900. And then when we run into scenarios of uh, where we have questions or inquiries that you want to find out about our programs, you can email us at DLT Commuter Services at fairfaxcounty.gov. Okay. You mind repeating those again for us one time? Absolutely. The uh, the website is www.fairfaxcounty.gov backslash transportation. Our phone number is 703-877-5900. And the email that you can reach us is DOT Commuter Services at fairfaxcounty.gov. All right, cool. Marcus, it uh, feels like we just got started talking. We're a few minutes t- away from the end, so I want to make sure we cover everything. Is there anything I didn't ask you, anything you feel like it's important to bring out? Well, I think uh, what's most important is that I want people to understand that we are here as a resource to, to kind of help them and educate them and give them the ability to, you know, make a more informed decision about their commute. I mean, we understand, like I said many times over, that every person is, is different. Every right. situation is different. Right. So I just want to stress that we are here and that it's okay to be flexible in your in your decisions. Um, for those people that are interested in finding out, um, we can help them, you know, kind of navigate those those questions that they may have. And then for those people that are, you know, kind of stuck in their, their scenario where they have to drive, we want to do what we can to get some of these cars off the road mm-hmm. that will maybe, you know, kind of alleviate some of that traffic for you, for you yeah, to have to yeah. drive. Um, but beyond that, I just want to stress that, you know, our program is has been around for a number of different years and we're we're you know, we're changing as the trends in, in the uh the region have changed. Like, like I said, telework is not as much of a difficult task as it was before. Right, but right. um I think beyond that, I think that pretty much sums up what we do as a whole, but we just want to stress that we are available and people can reach out to us. As you have you seen success in the program? Has it grown grown over the years? Absolutely. One of the things that I don't think we had 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 the opportunity to speak about is that um, in addition to our, our standard program in itself, we, in addition to working with these different different businesses, we have a recognition program that we tend to do on a yearly basis. I which is the best workplaces for commuters awards. Okay, cool. And that is actually our way to thank these different companies for working with us, for considering our transportation programs and just to give them um, the recognition for, going above and beyond to kind of highlight the different packages that they have in place. And we have this awards here in front of the board of supervisors for the county mm-hmm. each and every year. Um, we're actually coming up on 150 awardees over, uh, what is it? We started in 2010. So we're coming up on our 14th year of promotion wow. and we average about 10 awardees per year. Wow. Um, so that's just our thank you to them. Um, again, just to kind of let them know that we appreciate the implementation that they've done and that they find the value in our programs. Mm-hmm. That's another, um, Benefit to the businesses. I don't know. It was not tangible, but it, you know, it's great to say you've got an award for absolutely being a community and, business. And not only is it not only is it a, a local recognition for Fairfax as a whole, but it's also a national recognition. Uh, the program is hosted out of the University of South Florida uh, under the Center for Urban Transportation Research. So we mm-hmm. partnered with them back in 2010 to kind of come up with the local promotion and how we can recognize our employers. And we've had a 
uh, excellent relationship with them over the years. And again, like I said, we're coming up on 150 awardees wow. for the next year's promotion. So we're really excited about that milestone. And we just want to continue to partner with all of our different yeah. clientele and help them out as best as we can. Awesome. Um, final thought to if you're broad scope, I know it depends on the situation, but you're talking to an employer about why they should embark on the Ride Your Way program and, and helping their employees, you know, use public transportation. What's your big selling statement, you know? Um, I think just as you as you customarily do from a business standpoint, you think about the different things that ultimately helps your business be the best that it can be, to be as productive as it can, to be able to offer uh, different strategies that brings in the best talent. For our area that we're in, I mean, unfortunately, to, you know, to harp on that, transportation is what it is around here. I mean, it's it's a concern that we deal with just due to the sheer amount of people that want to be in Fairfax for the different jobs that are here, for the different resources that we have, for the different um, night nightlife or different excitement that we have in Fairfax County as a whole, people are drawn to this area. So considering that as a business, you want to look at, you know, what can you do to stand out amongst your peers, amongst your amongst your competition? So when it comes to thinking about your package as, a, as an organization and what you offer, of course, the, the standard things are there. So the salaries, the, right. the medical, the dental, those things are, are, are customary, customarily always there. Right. So we just want to stress to them to think about these secondary options as a benefit as well. Free benefits that you can offer in most cases. So these are things that you don't have to contribute any finances to that you can offer that may, you know, put you above the competition when it comes to, to bringing in the best talent for your organization. Uh, people are able to now, after the pandemic, they're able to re recruit people that work in Fairfax, but they actually work from home in California or, right. you know, right. now the telework is, is a larger right. thing. Right. So these are different things that we try to stress in our meetings with the employers just to let them know that this can, you know, push the deal over the top if you, you know, for the lack of a better term, that right. you kind of get that individual that you're trying to recruit. Right. Final 30 seconds. Uh, resident, listener, been resistant to public transportation in any way. Um, your, your, your selling point to them right now, why they, they should consider it. As a resident, I would just say to, to think about your, your, your work-life balance. Um, mm. Think about how you can spend so much more time with your family if you're not out here stuck in traffic. Think about the financial savings that you can actually enjoy spending your your finances on where you don't have to to put it into spending on gas and right. buying new tires every so often. I mean, <laughs> just right. think about those different things and just understand that we can be a resource to you as well. Absolutely. Sounds great. Marcus, thank you, buddy. I enjoyed this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. That is going to do it for this edition of the County Conversation Podcast. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks, of course, to our guest, Marcus Moore, with us. If you want to get more Fairfax County news, visit fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. You may also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. That is weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.